Doucette, a karate instructor, had abducted 11-year-old Jody Plochet several weeks earlier and taken him to California. When Jody was rescued and returned to his family, his father Gary was coping with reports that Doucette had sexually assaulted his son. We didn't know what to do, you just feel helpless. Ten days later, when the police flew Doucette back to face trial, Gary Plochet was waiting with a gun. As the suspect came through the airport, uh, I readied my camera, raised it up uh, to get a close-up shot of him. As I got a close-up shot and as he got parallel to me, Gary Plochet uh, shoots and kills him. Gary, why? Gary, why? And to this day, it stands out in my mind, the uh, shooter, Gary Plochet, says, if it had been your child, you would have done the same thing, too. everybody welcome to episode 267 of the r and jacob do america podcast i am your host in the place to be looking crispy as can be just got back from hurricane harbor but sitting right to the left of me is the brown right. who's mr art trail art say hello to the millions and millions uh ladies and gentlemen boys and girls guys go to kmancoffee.com check out their entire inventory they got the cacao butter they got the hibiscus teas I like the hibiscus teas. I know some people don't like hibiscus teas, but they're they're delicious to me, especially in the summertime, and they're good for your blood pressure. Yeah. Uh, also, guys, check out the coffee beans. They got the they got decaf coffee beans too, which I fuck with. Um, but if you're uh, into the more extreme stuff, they have the nitro cold brew. That shit will wake you the fuck up, and get you going. Um, try it all out. Try it all out at once. <laughs> Drink it all at the same time and see what happens. Like Stone only Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just only good things can happen. I assume you get like superpowers, like you turn out like Eleven from Stranger Things <laughs> and shit, and you get all powerful. Um, that's what I imagine happens. But yeah, check it all out, guys. Use promo code America at checkout to receive fifteen percent off. If you're not even into drinking stuff, you're just like, you know what, I'm I'm, I'm a water and water and Sprite kind of guy. Um, then check out their sweatpants, check out their hats, check it all out. Use promo code America at checkout to receive fifteen percent off, and that's it. And speaking of sponsors, guys, make sure you head on over to SucraApparel.com, one of the great and powerful, no, not Eleven, but Nicole Smith Bosch, who you know, I kind of looks like Millie Bobby Brown sometimes, uh, has designed an, uh, an array 
a fantastic merchandise over at SucreApparel.com. So head on over there. I know Father's Day is today, so unfortunately she can't, you know, beam over, you know, some merchandise over to you right away like that or whatever, right? She's not Jeff Bezos. But head on over there, whatever the occasion is, your anniversary or just like a nice little, you know, maybe your love language is giving. Head on over to SucreApparel.com. Get that special someone, you know, a T-shirt, you know, a mug or a, you know a phone case cover anything that is designed with some great designs by Nicole Smith Bosch uh, put it all in your cart enter promo code Art and Jacob and Nicole will give you 10% off your entire purchase but guys we're not here about ta- we're not here to talk about Millie Bobby Brown and how you know Hollywood is over sexualizing you know a minor child that is really true by the way like <laughs> I don't I don't want to be the, like I know we're not the first to say it but is that's weird right like it's kind of weird because, like, we got to see her grow up, and, like, it, a part of me still sees her as, like, that. Seven years yeah, old. Yeah, like, like, seven, ten-year-old kid or whatever, like, with a shaved head. And now it's, like, the internet's like, let's fucking see if she does Playboy. It's like, oh, <laughs> uh, dude, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it is true. But anyways, we're not here to talk about that all the live long day. Uh, but before we jump into today's topic, we have a very special guest sitting right across from me in the place to be. No, it is not the Brown Recluse Mr. Art Trail, but it is... The gummy bear? The goat. Yeah, gummy bear. That, oh, that, that's what it is. Damn, yeah. dude. That's exactly what Wait, it is. did you pick that nickname? or? No, nah, honestly, so um, I used to wrestle, obviously, since I was four years old, bro. And um, I, was at a, I was at a tournament, and at the tournament, I was representing California as a state. Yeah. And uh, on our singlets, we had uh, a bear on there. Okay. And I, was, I always had a gut on me, bro. So they gave me that nickname as Gummy Bear because, you know, mm-hmm. I had a gut and it's like having a bear on my thing. So that was just a nickname brought from like other parents and stuff like that. So just always rocked with there ever since I was like 12, 11, 12 years old. So sitting right across from me is the Gummy Bear, the Touché. Gummy Bear, Touché. Mr. Jordan Olgin from up? the Words Are Hard podcast. What Jordan, up? say hello to the millions. And millions, and you know what? I was really upset with you because I thought you mm-hmm. were gonna do the road dog uh, impersonation right now. Because you're like, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all, all ages. ages. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here! Uh, <laughs> I'll be talking about wrestling in front of the brown recluse. I know. I was uh, surprised we didn't bring it up in the Patreon. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but our Patreon, we did talk about sports for about an hour. But uh, so you're pro, you're you're like a pro wrestling guy, and Jesus isn't, right? Yeah, that's where like the yang yang. Yeah. Thing exactly, yeah. He's also like anti King Leo's pizza, and I'm anti King. Are you pro or anti King? Uh, I, I hate King Leo's, bro. Oh, I, I never thought King Leo's was good ever. That's a, that's a tussie. Ever. Jacob, put some earmuffs on. <laughs> we'll 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 all just. I agree with you. We'll agree to disagree just so we can move forward. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, bro. The last time I had it, which everyone was hyping it up and everything, I actually went when they had like nobody there, yeah. so there wasn't a line or like that. And the top was soft, nice and soft, but the bottom was like cardboard, bro. Like trying to like rip a pe- rip apart, like trying to buy it. And I'm like, yeah, this ain't it, bro. This is not it. Preach. The wedges were good, I guess. You know, the wedges <laughs> are good, but yeah. I mean, can you really mess I, up wedges too much? I would say I got to try their uh, their wings, but they it said give me 45 more minutes on how I'm ready. I was like, dude, I already been here 45 minutes, dude. Oh, Cancel that shit. Yeah. yeah, but we're not here to talk about pizza and wings. Jordan, you brought this topic to us today. What are we here to talk about? Uh, we're here to talk about Mr. Gary Plachet. Plaché, there you go, I baby. Plaché, dude. Yeah, yeah, it, has, it has a little it has a little hyphen on it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Little apostrophe. Yeah. yeah. Little uh, Cajun accent, if you will. Yeah, no. Um, I kind of just brought this topic up just because, like, obviously we are recording this on Father's Day, mm-hmm. you know. So, hey, let me be the first to say, 
Happy Father's Day to both of you guys. Appreciate Thank you, that, man. Bro. Appreciate that. Yeah. Actually, Happy Father's Day to you, Jacob. And Happy Father's Day to you too, Art. I know you don't have a kid, don't but I'm sure you've been called Daddy once or twice in your some lifetime. Some say, <laughs> last night. Some say, some say, Daddy. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, I've been, I've been a father to all these fucking kids. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, my 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 thing was like, I mean, we're we're you were talking about trying to come up on different topics and stuff like that, and you know, Art, you've been wanting to try and get me on a podcast for a little while, you know, because the times that we have been on, you know, it's been through Zoom, and it's like. Hey, now we're finally in the studio where mm-hmm. it's gonna quality's gonna sound a lot better and stuff like that. And you know, it's a lot different when you record in person and then when you're recording off of Zoom because you know Definitely. you don't get that whole interaction and stuff like that. So uh, with this, I just I kind of brought it up because, like I said, we are here recording it on Father's Day, and it's like, whoa, what is what's something that we could relate to on Father's Day? And I thought this topic was a really good topic, you know, to cover because it's like, you know, it's an over well, not really overprotective, but it's like towards the end of the story it's mm-hmm. like damn like what would you do and correct it's like, as a father it's like was he in the wrong was he in uh, was he was was he in the right or was he in the wrong because realistically it's like you think about it he shouldn't have done it but he did do it and yeah. it's like thinking as a father i probably would have did it too so yeah. it's like you never yeah. know you never know unless you're in that situation correct. absolutely yeah so i mean that's kind of why i brought this topic up just because like hey you know what 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 would what would you do as a father you know and it's like you said, your father. So, mm-hmm. just we'll we'll get our opinions like later on towards the end of the episode. But yeah, that, that's why I brought this up. And I'm surprised I never heard about this because we were in the car coming back from uh, Hurricane Harbor. Uh, shout out to Hurricane Harbor, and uh, we took my uh, cold ass water. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, we took uh, my girlfriend's uh, little brother and uh, his girlfriend with us and whatnot. And um, they were asking me like, "Oh, what are you guys gonna do next week or this week for your podcast?" And I was telling them, "I was like, oh, okay, it's about this story about a dad who takes revenge on his son's, you know, uh, you know, uh, molester or whatever, right?" And the 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 girlfriend, my uh, my sister's brother's girlfriend, was like, "Oh yeah, is that that video where ba 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 happens?" Like, "Oh yeah, I saw that a couple years ago." And then her little brother was talking about it, and she was talking about it. And I was like, "Literally, I Dang, how nev- many people were in this fucking car? <laughs> 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 we were in a minivan. Um, no, but uh." Even my little kid was like, yeah, that's my shit. Oh, <laughs> shit. That virgin. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that dude needs to lose his virginity. Like, yeah, I know, cent. right? Well, that's why we took him to Hurricane yeah. Harbor. Maybe oh, he might yeah. get a little sunshine out there. But, At uh, least that's one way to get his weenie wet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and it did. Uh, but um, yeah, everybody in the car had seen it except me. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, if Jordan never brought this topic up, I never would have known it would have existed. Or unless somebody, you know, organically I stumble upon it. But apparently it's like one of those original YouTube videos uh, that skyrocketed. It was like one of the first viral videos that, that took off on the YouTube platform before Google, you know, took it over and kind of shadow banned it off the internet and whatnot. But I, it, I guess, you know, when I think of like live TV, you know, killings or suicides, I always think of like, you know, that politician that shoots himself uh, yeah, yeah. in the head or whatever, uh, or that in the is, mouth. That is in- intense if you ever like have the stomach for that one. Yeah, which well, this one is well, too. Like I know we, we covered a topic of uh, this news reporter lady or whatever. Oh, I know, where they're doing a live broadcast yeah, and someone and then, runs up on them? No, no, she does it herself. Oh, she fuck. She, she commits suicide and we covered the topic. I, I can't remember the lady's name. You know how it is. You know, yeah. you yeah. cover a topic and you forget about it two weeks later. Yeah, you know? it's just like a test. Yeah, yeah so uh, <laughs> yeah, that, we, we covered a topic and the lady ends up, they actually made a movie about it too where she does a whole reporting and she goes, and this is where I'm going to commit suicide and then she pulls a gun out and just shoot yourself. God like damn. Oh, and she was going through depression because like whole boyfriend issues and stuff in college and not being able to be with somebody and stuff. So yeah. she's going through depression or her whole mental illness. And yeah. actually shout out to all the men out there because June is a uh, uh, men's mental awareness month. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of people did not know that. So yeah, I didn't know that. We, we don't get, we don't get talked about as much as, you know, 
other things. So yeah. Yeah, but that was it. I've been, I've, I've been <laughs> but, saying that, but go ahead. But before we put the cart in front of the horse, uh, what what we we kind of hinted around everything that happened. Like, let's go ahead and jump into the story. So, uh, we're talking about Gary Plache. Uh, Gary Plache was uh, the father of Jody Plache, who was actually the victim here, the true victim here. Uh, so, this story all gets started back in like 1983, 1984, where a young Jody, uh, you know, he's he's a very athletic kid. You know, he's in football, he's in baseball, he's in basketball. You know, he's he, he's a modern day fucking Bo Jackson, if you will, yeah. or whatever. Right? Well, his his dad really wanted him to get into sports. His dad was, I wouldn't say a football star, but was kind of like the football guy for and a Uncle while. Rico. Yeah, you, you he, think I'll say. I was gonna ask. You think maybe his dad probably wanted to live his life through his kids? Definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, That's one of those yeah. things that, like, you guys are dads. Like, yeah. I think that you always have to be kind of be be a little bit careful with that because you don't want to like mentally burn out your kids. Right. Like, you've all. I'm sure you guys have been burnt yeah. out from work and be like, "Fuck, I don't want to do this." Like, yeah, no, for sure. And you don't want to do that to kids. You don't want to take sports and turn it into work. You don't want to take this and like, you know, not, not every kid's gonna grow up to be LeBron James. Like, no, the no. likelihood of that is super small. I do think like parents like this. You know, he was maybe pushing his kid a little too much and saw promise in different little aspects of it. But, you know, he had that element in him where he wanted to be football yeah. star and didn't quite reach that element. But, you know, the possibility of his kid, and like Jacob said, he's he's good at all these sports. Not amazing any one in particular until he, you know, really gets a knack for karate. Right. Uh, but, you know, I'll let you take over again. But that's really where, you know, the story starts to blossom. I yeah, suppose. I mean, what I what I think is cool too is like at least him like being the dad. Uh, Gary actually just went out there and he coached uh, Jody's older brother mm-hmm. in, in sports. And then when Jody was getting old enough, they started coaching Jody in, in his sports and you know whatever it was when it was uh, baseball or whatever. He didn't get into football. He, his dad wanted, like you said, wanted him to get into football. So it's like you know at least his dad was there the whole time and supporting him but yeah. you know but it could have been just cuz oh well i'm going to start living my dream through you or whatever yeah, i mean which i think a lot of dads like in the 70s and 80s and 90s and 2000s 2010s were doing yeah. and whatnot yeah. right kind of like forcing it down their throats uh but uh Jody says cuz Jody you know he's you know still alive he's still telling his story he has a fantastic youtube page where he makes delicious gumbo on there so check Does him he out really? yeah oh wow that's pretty cool oh, yeah, yeah he being from Baton Rouge Louisiana yeah. that's it pretty cool be good. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that that's pretty cool yeah so check him out support him and all he does uh but he was saying that you know back in 83 84 you know the you know the younger brother they were trying to get him into sports and you know nothing was really sticking like he was you know into henry rollins you know trying to you know overturn the government or whatever right so uh they all got you know flyers at school you know as you do in school about karate classes you know in uh you know the local rec center and whatnot and jody says i just crumpled it up and threw it in the trash like i was already too busy you know being the next mark mcguire and sammy sosa at the same time and so uh, the little brother brings it home. And is like, hey, this is something I want to do. And so the mom, you know, puts both him and Jody in the karate class. And it's kind of fucked up because the person that, you know, the rec center or whatever assigned, you know, to be, you know, the sensei for this facility uh, kind of like takes the money and just dips out. Right. Bro, I, I, when I heard that, I was like, are you like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's just fucked up, bro. Like, yeah. You just like. Grabbed and gone, you know, or like kind of like a dine and dash, you know. It's like Correct. that's basically what he did, bro. I was yeah. like, how the fuck do you do that, dog? Like, especially to like little kids that yeah. you're trying to say like you're gonna help them, develop them, right? It's mm-hmm. like, nope, I'm gone. People yeah. are shady, man. Yeah, for don't sure. underestimate for people's sure. shadiness. Yeah. So uh, the the dojo or the rec center, if you will, they they're scrambling around like, oh, we got to do something. We got all these angry parents. Like, we just took all their money. Like, we got to do something. And 
the money's gone like what 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 can we do or whatever right so you know in a frantic they kind of like you know piece together like this this kid uh jeff doucette who's a 25 year old guy who uh they say he had like his black belt or whatever you know watching some of the videos it's possible he he might just have his orange belt third degree or whatever right Uh, but anyways, he's that's another thing. People people always make up their whole belt thing, bro. There's a guy here in town. I'm not gonna say his name, but he says he's a black belt in wrestling. Yeah, wrestling's we don't get belts, bro. So. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, how, how are you gonna be a black belt in wrestling when you don't get a belt at all? So, yeah, you know. so some of that so is yeah. kind of self given. I remember when I took fucking taekwondo. We had a sensei named Sensei Earl. That's all that really needs hey, to be that's said. A, right? I don't want to cross that dude in a dark alley. But anyway, is it like your uncle? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I will say, doing this topic, I was like, man, there ain't going to be no laughs in this episode, but we're already off to a good start. So, yeah. yeah so, <laughs> Sensei Earl said he had two black belts, but if fucking there was somebody that wanted to fuck with him, I'm pretty sure like he would just roll over or whatever. Wait, how do you get two black belts? I, I isn't have no black idea. belt probably to keep his big ass belly up? I don't know. So, and, and I always thought a red after that or whatever. Yeah, it's like belts are the point where like you have to get all your belts before you can actually go into now learning because yeah, it. it would be the degree yeah like now degree. you are allowed to learn it mm-hmm. it's like how do you get a second one it's like i started again from the start <laughs> and, and, unless unless he just became a second degree black belt instead of and mm-hmm. he didn't say degree he put oh, okay. um, i got two black belts or he just gave himself that well, title once, once a leather a, belt <laughs> <laughs> the second one's leather dude yeah <laughs> 1599 it, it doubles Walmart. as a weapon <laughs> 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 just whip <laughs> <laughs> you get out of line, boy. I'm gonna hit you with my leather crocodile skin belt. Yeah, he was from the south. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, anyways, Jeff Doucette, is, uh he comes in, 25 years old, starts teaching the kids, you know, karate and whatnot. Takes them on karate tournaments, and he sees promise in a young Jody. Now, uh, Jeff Doucette kind of comes from a shady background. He didn't really have a good relationship with his family, and he was actually living at the dojo or rec center Dude, where he was teaching the kids at. That was a red flag. Mm. Was I the only one who thought, hey, that's kind of fucking weird. Yeah. Like, that one, he didn't have friends. He didn't have any close family members. Started living at the dojo by himself. I mean, yeah, his mom, and that's like it, you know, but yeah. I, don't, I don't find that weird. Like You don't? The- I, I feel, I find that weird. Like, if I was a father... I wouldn't be cool with dude that lives at the rec center by himself. And apparently he wasn't showering that much, which leads into mm-hmm. like where we're going in the next step. But he wasn't really like being, he wasn't showering that often. He wasn't taking care of himself that often. Just like basically sleeping in a corner of the dojo. Just bumming it. Yeah. And I was like, that seems a little bit, and I know he's relatively young. He's like 25 at this age, right? Yeah. But I already got my second fucking college degree at this point. Yeah, so I mean, he, come on, man. He's relatively young and like, you know, 25, you're not a developed human being, but at this rate, but at this point, you know, but still, that seems a little fucking weird. Like that to me was like, you eh. should at least have a studio apartment at this point yeah. in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Like there should, to me, it's not even that. It's not even like how, where you're at at this point. It's like, how come you don't have people in your life that are willing to well, help you out? Well, is the dojo his? I don't, I, I, no. don't, I, don't, I don't think they got into that. Or, or no, not. it's not his. It, they, they had to hire him on to fill in that spot for the guy that took off. Yeah. Oh. So he I, got, I did hear that he did have like a like a, a karate background. Like he was well like known in the karate community. Well, he was just playing security at nighttime then, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, I I personally don't think it's weird because I mean, I've had a buddy that had his own gym and he stayed at his own gym for a, for a couple of days or whatever. I mean, if just, it's like one know. of those like downtown apartment kind of thing where yeah. it's like the bottoms of business and then upstairs is like a studio apartment, right. that's not weird. But if you're sleeping on the mats that like, you know, you're tussling on and shit, like that, 
like Art said, to me, like that screams red flag. Yeah, and uh, I, I know I, people I, I, like I that. I guess I don't. I don't think of it being a big deal, I, but that's me. I know people like that that are like, you know, joke, okay? like if you're starting your own business, right? And your business yeah. is a gym, and you're like, this. I'm just trying to start the American dream right now. I'm gonna try to cut some corners by sleeping at the gym. Yeah, so you like, save money. Or whatever, I get that right? element, but he didn't own this gym. Like yeah. he was just like, I'm just gonna stay here because they're letting me. Like it's already a little bit of that. Like, how much can are you going to allow me to get away with by staying here kind of thing? Exactly. And, like, that already feels a little bit weird to me. Just a little bit weird. Not full-on weird. But that was the already, you're letting me do something that typically you wouldn't let the person, like. Yeah, you like, don't work at McDonald's and go sleep in the fucking freezer or whatever. Yeah, it's right? like, hey, dude, I work at Target. You mind if I just sleep over here by the bikes? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. That ain't gonna... uh, they, they got a display tent. <laughs> you just mind if I just curl up in there for about six or seven hours? Those like... little-ass display tents? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mind if I just pop one of the big ones up? <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, so they're they're going around on, you know, karate tournaments and whatnot. And uh, like you said, you know, uh, Gary Boucher, uh, he's very involved, like, in his son's, you know, activities. And so they the f- family starts to take a liking to Jeff, and the dad starts to feel bad for him. I believe, like Jody says, like, on a, an interview, he says that, you know, my dad started crying and yeah. saying, man, this guy is so pathetic. Like, he doesn't have anybody in his life. And he literally, the dad gives him the shirt off of his back, lets him take a shower, and I think they even... They he, take like, him to dinner at their grandparents' yeah. house. Yeah, it's like Easter dinner or Thanksgiving dinner, something like where it's just like, yeah, hey, this they, should just they be take family. They liking to him. Yeah, they basically invite him into yeah. the family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, so that part to me is like, I get that part of it. You see someone struggling, like it's natural to like want to help them. I get that element of it. Like at this point, you know, I do I think it's weird that he doesn't have relatives or like, you said his mom. I didn't see that, yeah, but apparently uh, his mom. His, his, so his mom lived in Texas. But yeah, his mom. His mom was. She's involved, but she's like involved later on in the story. Oh, okay, so yeah, I I didn't see anything about the mom, but like, yeah, I just saw that he didn't really have anybody that was close. Yeah. No friends, no family. At this point, you know, you're 25. 25 should be your your highlight your of your here, yeah, yeah. pussy getting era. <laughs> like you're just hitting your stride right now. Like, well, I mean, if he smelled like donkey dick, he ain't yeah, no pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, you but know, I mean. There is something weird about dude. I that's mean, not what are you gonna say? Come back to my dojo, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show Let me you a move or two. It worked for Brandon Lee <laughs> in a couple movies. Hey, it can it can work, dude. There's there's girls out there that are just yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tia Carrera. Like, I, it was. Uh, I have the movie over there. Who's the dude that beat up? <laughs> oh shit! What are you gonna say? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> just now. keep going, dude. <laughs> What's that one? Uh, Christy Mack. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, War, War Machine. Machine. War Machine. <laughs> yeah. What do you think his pickup move was? Not like he had a whole lot going on. <laughs> God damn it. He he got he got mad because she was a porn star. She was fucking other dudes. Yeah. Like, what did you expect, dude? I was like, what the hell? Yeah. He just found out. I saw this video online. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Uh, but anyways, uh, they. Um, you know they're they're you know he's in the family and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but Gary and his wife June they start to have some marital problems because Gary, uh, he's a drinker. Uh, he also uh, part of his job is to entertain you know clients for the TV station that he works for. So uh, basically, he's just a professional partier. You yeah. know you know somebody comes into the TV station, you got to show them a good time. You got to take them down to you know wool growers and you know eat some beef tongue or whatever yeah. and you know kick back a few cocktails. And so um, he starts having like affairs and whatnot or whatever, kind of being like a shitbag dad or whatever. And here's June having to raise three young boys, basically by herself. So. Um, you know, they, they have a little bit of a separation and June 
What I'm happened? not laughing at anything no. you're saying. I still just thought about that war machine. <laughs> oh no, I was saying. And we're not talking about she fucking. Four kids. We're, we're not talking about fucking Tony Stark's friend or whatever, right? We're talking <laughs> about the MMA star or whatever, yeah. right? So, anyways, <laughs> d- shout out to Don che- Don Cheeto, Don or whatever. Cheeto, man. Yeah. yeah, he's a fucking saint. Hotel yeah. Rwanda, baby. Yes, no shade on him. Uh, but, um, you know, this is where Jeff starts to see like his opening. There is a crack in the family that he can fucking take advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think predators thrive on that. Yeah. Like not the, sorry, I, th- I thought you were looking at him, but no. I was, yeah, yeah. I-, I think predators thrive on that. They look, they look for, for weaknesses. They look for opportunities similar to what the dojo thing is like, Oh, well this guy's letting me stay here. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't think it, I think it was rent free. I yeah. think they were. I don't think they were charging him to stay there. Yeah, I don't think so, they knew though. So I think it's just like they that. Did it. That is a total like predator trait. I think. Uh, I I, th- if I think when I was younger, like a lot of times, like you know, I would be with the girl, and a lot of times it's like, you know, you can go out to pay, and when you're the dude that's always paying, paying after paying after paying, and it's like, or you know, you go out to the movies or whatever, it's like it's cool at some point, but then sometimes you got to go Dutch a little bit. It's like you know, relationships. It's give and take. It's give and take. There's a little bit of that, like, you know, you know, you pay for parking or I'll pay for this or, you mm-hmm. know, you do a little bit of this, you it's know. A partnership. Yeah, you know, that's that's what it is. But whenever you have that kind of, like, parasitic person in your life that's, like, something's off about this person. And that, to me, is, like, he was looking for weaknesses in that family structure. And, and I think he found it. He saw that there was weaknesses in there. There was, like, a vulnerability to, 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 to the young boy. And the things that the family was going through, he saw it and he took advantage of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's, I mean, going on that, like, I feel like that's what they say, grooming, the whole the whole yeah, grooming yeah. too. Because, like, how obviously he starts taking them, you know, other places and stuff like that. So That's a I, relatively uh, new term, by the way. I, yeah. I didn't hear about that term until recently. Like, right. a lot, I guess there was, like, that YouTuber that was, like, grooming young girls that would, like, email them. Like, I don't know, nothing about the, that. I, I, there's, like, a whole documentary about some, like, famous YouTuber that had, like, six girls that were, like, all underage, and Jesus he was, like, grooming Christ. them to, like, come become YouTube stars with him, oh, and sure. they were all, like, living at his house. And, like, Fuck. but I had never really heard of that term right. until that. And then, uh, but, but it is a very real term. Like, I think predators like to, like, push their boundaries. And, like, right. as you will get into, but, um... He definitely like saw like you know how much are you gonna let me touch? How much are you gonna let me do and say and like b- before it turned out to full on abuse? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, because like you were alluding to like uh, he would take the kids you know to uh, movies that the parents wouldn't necessarily let them see you know R rated movies. Ms. Doubtfire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do things that you know his father wouldn't you know necessarily let him do like drive a car you know and he's just twelve That's years the old. That's big one. Yeah, and uh, that's when you know like Art was saying, like they kind of seize their opportunity. Like how far can I push the boundaries where Jody in one of his interviews, he said, you know, like he was letting me drive the car, letting me do something that my dad would never let me do. Right. I'm 12 years old. What the fuck? Right. And I'm driving in just like, you know, Ford F-150 or whatever. Right. And like, he would go and like brush his thigh or, you know, get, you know, like, you know, make it seem like, oh, it was an accident, but kind of like, you know, they'd be stretching yeah, out. Apparently for he, like, patted his thigh and left his hand there, right? And he was, like, freaked out. Yeah. That's, like, the big interview where he's like, uh, I thought it was kind of weird, but then he took his hand off. But then he did it again where he, like, patted my thigh and left his hand there. And then it was, like, that, again, total predator trait of, yeah, like, for sure. how much is this kid going to let me, like, do? Yeah, and it's, confu- and it's uh, a conflict of, um, you know, emotions because here I am doing something I know I'm not supposed to do, mm-hmm. and here's this dude doing something that he's not supposed to do either kind of thing. So it's kind of like it's 
building in an internal struggle. Well, that too, and it's like uh, Jody talks about like how he would do it, but he never said nothing. It's like us now, you know, us being who we are, or whatever. We're like, well, why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you? Why didn't you do this? Mm-hmm. But it's like doing it to a little kid is like they you, don't know. Yeah, they they don't know. They don't know what they're supposed to do, and it's like. With him doing that the whole time, it's like, uh, you know, like, okay, you know. And you, you like say, you're not going to say nothing. You know? And not only that, it's, though. It's they're like, just scared. They're terrified. You yeah, know? not only that, but it's like kind of like innocent where like the act that the kid is taking part of, right? Like driving a car. If I was to go, you know, tell my mom, right? Like I put myself in that position like, oh, yeah, I was driving this car and then Jeff put his hand on my lap. Well, what the fuck you do? Like she's going to be more mad yeah. at me driving the car. Like I just know how my mom works. And it's just like. Well, why do I want to narc myself out like that kind of thing? So it allows the abuse to escalate because, like you said, the predator knows goddamn well what he's doing or whatever, right? right? He's building a case that, you know, he can get away with because, you know, you know the backfire, yeah, yeah. the casualty of it is going to be worse than him. I remember in high school there was this girl who, like, she would always be like, oh, my uncle lets everybody come over and, like, drink vodka at his place. And I was like, you know, we're all young. We're all, like, you know, like, fucking stoner, heavy metal kids or whatever mm-hmm. and i remember thinking like even back then i was like that's kind of weird that your uncle like older dude is like letting high school kids go over there and then she's she was a girl so she had a lot of like girl like mm-hmm. friends and i was like fucking weird like I, I never went over there but i knew that that was happening you know like in hindsight you could go back and be like your uncle's a fucking predator like <laughs> but like like there is like those weird elements you don't catch them when you're a kid you just think it's kind of cool that this like person's gonna hook you yeah. up with beer or, like cigarettes or whatever and you're like dope like fuck yeah dude like i want to do that but yeah like and then who are you gonna tell like if something mm-hmm. fucking weird happens oh i was drinking vodka and like smoking cigarettes and then fucking like uncle jimmy touched barbara or whatever like yeah like yeah. It, it creates this dilemma and especially in a young mind that's like i was doing something bad i better not say anything oh no maybe i was at fault you know like yeah and so like it's weird man like being being kid and be, being a child and being in a development like that's one of those things that, man, it, it, like, breaks my heart. Topics like this always, like, break my heart. That's like, this fucking happens, dude. Like, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, honestly, like, this is this <laughs> is the first time that I think I've I've been on one of these topics where it's, like, most of the time I'm, like, too mm. scary, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I don't. Well, that is and that is just a topic, like, like how, do you, how do you cover something like this, yeah. you know, and just, like, not have some kind of pain in your own heart yeah. for, you empathy. know, empathy uh, of something that, you know that happened you know it's like it's it's a touchy subject all, yeah. all everything like this is a very touchy subject you know mm-hmm. like they had um on netflix they had where those two parents uh beat up their kid and like they killed their kid or whatever yes. like that. i can't remember the uh, little kid's name but it was like in them. la uh, area and it's like dude like when i watched that when i watched that um netflix video i was like dude i just i cried you know because like yeah. how can you treat a child like that yeah, like, yeah. at all Especially then you put yourself in, you know, those shoes having a kid or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So to get back on the story, fucking uh, th- he furthers the abuse by he sees this wedge between the family or whatever, right? So Jody only gets to see his dad maybe like on the weekends or whatever, right? Because, you know, he's living with mom and whatnot. And so Jeff starts to tell him like, hey, like, don't hang out with your dad. Like, why you want to, you know, why you want to hang out with him? Like, you should go hang out with me. He's like, he's going to do dumb shit. Like, you know, go get, you know, vanilla ice cream. Like, let's go over here and like fucking smoke weed and get some Rocky Road or whatever. Right. Like, Oh, kinda, was he letting him smoke weed? Uh, he was letting him do everything, anything oh, wow. and everything. And so, um, you know, he would like kind of pit him against his father kind of thing, like kind of making like a rivalry where it's just like your dad's kind of a shit bag. And yeah, you're, even your mom doesn't even want to be with him kind of thing. Kind of like 
furthering that divide, like kind of, yeah. you know, pushing away who's going to protect him or whatever. Right. And even the mom kind of at first before, like she, you know, let him go with Jody to like all these trips or whatever, had her brother who was like, I guess a sheriff's officer look into like Jody's background. Like, Oh, this seems kind of weird. Like this, like older dude, like wants to hang out with like, my hang out with him, beat up big brother. Correct. And it's just like, I got a weird feeling about this or whatever. Right. And like had, you know, the brother, like, look into his background. He's like, oh, he's safe. He just got, like, a couple speeding tickets or whatever. It's, like, no big deal or whatever. And so she, he kind of gains that trust because, like, on paper, he looks clean or whatever. Right. But in the background, like, he's creating this divide so much so that the mom would allow Jeff to take Jody out, like, to these karate tournaments, tournaments like, out of, you know, the city, state. out of state or whatever, and go be gone for long periods of time, which eventually escalated into, you know, Jeff having sexual relations, forced sexual relations with Jody and other children as well. Oh, yeah. And, and that was a weird thing because, like, when I first heard the story, I this whole time I thought it was only Jody that where he had his uh, sexual relationships with. And then, like, hearing Jody talk about, like, no, he there's other kids. Like, there would be, like, six – he would take, like, six kids on the tournament and stuff and have three kids on, on one bed and he, himself and two other kids on that bed. And he would tell him, like, he'd wake up, Jody, like, hey, give me oral sex or whatever and stuff like that. And he was like, no, like, I'm not going to do that at this time. So he's like, well, if you don't do it, I'm going to wake up the other kid and he's going to do it. it. And he's like, well, go ahead. Jody told him, like, well, go ahead, go do it. And he woke up the other kid and the other kid did it. So he was manipulating all these kids. It wasn't just one. And I didn't, I mean, like I said, the first time I heard the story, I did not know that at all. Mm -hmm. And it's like listening to another podcast on the way up while he's telling his story in another interview. I'm like, oh, wow. It wasn't just him. Like, he manipulated almost the whole karate team, you know. Correct. And there's still kids coming out to this day, you know, talking about how, like, Jeff, you know, you know, was their abuser and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like, like we say, it's just, it's just a topic, like, you know, you don't want to, like, talk about, but it's like, you kind of have to just get the story out there even more, but... Yeah, yeah, so it was touching. Yeah. yeah, so um to speed this along, we're not going to spend too much time on the ins and outs of everything that was going on. I mean, he uh, was no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. I know, I was like, no oh, that's, that's one of those things about this topic that's like, I don't know where the joke line is where it's <laughs> yeah. like, can I, should I? I don't yeah. know. I'll stop with the Christy Mac one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the War Machine one. <laughs> um but um anyway, so uh, eventually, uh, Jeff gets a little bit too more comfortable with the family and asks the mom, like, hey, I need to borrow the car uh, to go help my brother, you know, look at, like, sod or some shit. It was something something weird, right? Right. Like, you know, I, oh, no, I have to help him pick out some carpet for, like, his company yeah. that he's doing. Yeah, over yeah, there, yeah. Right. And uh, the mom's like, sure, you know, but, you know, I need the car back in 15 minutes. And, you know, I got to take Jody here, there or somewhere or whatever. Right. And he goes, oh, yeah, we should be no, it should take no less than like 10 minutes or whatever. Right. And so the 15 minutes comes and goes. And later it eventually spills up into the evening time. And uh, Jeff actually calls the mom in Texas. Now, mind you, they're in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Right. And Jeff drives him and Jody to his mom's house, I believe. What, what part I, of Texas? I want to say it was Dallas. Yes. If, I, if I'm not, because Dallas kept being brought up, so I want to say it was Dallas. Yeah, we'll just say it's Dallas or whatever. If it's wrong, fuck it. Right. Right. This podcast is free. Um, so you know, Jeff calls the mom and says, "Hey, like we had a predicament, uh, but I'll bring Jody back, you know, the next day." And what Jody tells uh, his mom is, he says that, "Oh shoot, like I am in like deep shit." And this is true. This is not me making a joke. I sold some bad coffee mugs to a guy, 
and he's he's after me for like ten thousand dollars or whatever. Like I don't know what kind of fucking coffee mugs Damn, these were, dude. but Caveman coffee mugs. <laughs> they they <laughs> wore a Sucru mugs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Smith Both and Keith Jardine were after fucking <laughs> Joe or Jeff. They're gonna break some ankles, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Misery but, but style. Some kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole's riding in on a fucking lion and shit. <laughs> and Keith Jardine's got his fucking mohawk and shit. Um, but um, yeah, I guess that's what Looks, he told us. Sounds like they're starting the new Avatar movie. <laughs> <laughs> the way of the water. Damn, dude. Have you ever seen the? First? I've never seen it, bro. Me neither. No, you never I seen it. I don't right? know what the big hype around it is. Oh, the original Avatar sucks. Oh, you've dude. seen it? Yeah, fuck that movie. I was gonna say I, I don't think I've ever met someone who's seen it. You're the first person I think I've no, ever. Movie, no, Jesus talks so highly about it. Oh, bro. really? Yeah, oh, so Jesus seems right. like the kind of dude that's like. Dude, I'd rather impressed. see the Fast and Furious ten than Avatar. I fuck that movie, man. I mean, does Jesus like Jurassic Park? I don't know. I, I never asked him. <laughs> he about seems that. like the kind of guy that fucks with Jurassic Park. Like, not like, oh, I'll watch it because it's on or kind of thing. He like fucks with it. Like, I'm gonna put my shirt on, my yeah. Jurassic Park hat on and shit. <laughs> he seems like that kind of guy, dude. <laughs> I was like, kind of like us at Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, dude. Hey, <laughs> shout out to Disneyland. Uh, but anyways, uh, he tells his mom this, and his mom gets like super like supportive, right? Of speaking Jeff. about Disneyland. No. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of Disneyland, yeah, uh, the mom gets super supportive, and it was just like, oh shit, no way, you got like these bad hombres after you and shit. And she <laughs> goes, well, here, here's your brother's birth certificate and his ID, so that way he can go to New York and hide out for a while as his brother, which is yeah. super shady as shit. Oh yeah, and uh, gets him money to get a bus ticket to. Had him and, and Jody and to New York. And when we're talking about his mom, we're talking about Jeff's mom. Correct. We're not talking about Jody's mom because Jody's mom's obviously already in Louisiana. Yeah. There's no way she's going to be able to give him the birth certificate and stuff like that. <laughs> we're talking about Jeff's mom actually gave uh, him the brother's birth certificate and stuff like that to get a, a new license. And he tells his mom, uh, Jeff tells his mom that, yeah, like on my way to New York, I'm going to drop jo- drop Jody back off. Like it, it was just a bad situation that I had this kid with me and, you know, I had to take him here to Dallas, you know, just to keep him safe from these coffee mug, mo- coffee mug mobsters and shit. <laughs> Nicole is on her fucking Narnia fucking lion yeah, and shit. Like I ain't trying to put a kid in between harm like that or whatever. Right. Uh, but he lies to his mom and they head out to uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. Anaheim. Yeah. yeah Your guys' favorite spot. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Hey, for sure, dude. Boogie Boogie Bash coming out, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm ne- ready. Next week, tickets yeah, go on sale. Tickets go on sale on yeah. Tuesday, dude. Yeah. We'll see you guys there. Yeah. My girl's getting them. Uh, but anyways, uh, Jody says, you know, in his interview that, yeah, you know, uh, he drives us out to L.A. They see the Hollywood sign. They see the Walk of Fame. Uh, you know, they get a hotel room down the street. Yeah, they, on, let's be honest. They were having a cool trip. Yeah. They, they had a really cool, decent trip while he was out there. You know, unfortunately, everything else that was happening to him was shit. But yeah. I mean, they realistically they had a cool trip for something that he's never done or never seen and stuff like that. So yeah, and for somebody from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, he said in the interview, he goes, "Yeah, at the time, like, did I want to leave? Like, from what I was doing at that time, to you know, do a cross country trip? No." But at the same time, at 12 years old, a little kid from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, how many kids were able to say that they got to, you know, do a road trip to California? He saw the Hollywood sign. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeff actually took him to Disneyland. Yeah, they actually did go. Uh, they had, you know, a great time. Everything was great. Again, to fall into, like, that theme of, like, these conf- conflicting emotions. Like, he's at the highest of highs. But as soon as he rents that hotel room, uh, Jeff is, you know, taking advantage of him and having sex with him. He goes, that was the one part that, that really did suck. So it was like this horrible 
fucking uh, dichotomy of emotions. Well, then he also tried to like make him make sure like they were incognito the whole time. He mm. shaved his beard off. Can he, he made, dye his hair? He dyed he dyed uh, Jody's hair from blonde to black. Like, yeah. So he tried to make sure like they were unrecognizable. So what he was doing out there, I mean, obviously. Obviously kidnapped. He kidnapped him. Yeah. You know, there's there's no other way around it. He kidnapped he kidnapped Jody and he just, you know, basically tried to make sure that everything was undercover. And you know what? He probably would have never came back to Louisiana. He they probably would have stayed in probably California the whole time. Yeah. They honestly, mm. like who knows what would have happened if he didn't get caught. You know what's crazy? I didn't realize he had so much communication with the mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's that's pretty fucking wild. Yeah. I mean, like you everything in hindsight of you know, in the middle of all this um, while they were going to the tournaments, you know, to go back a little bit, while they were going to tournaments, I had mentioned to you guys before we started recording that one of the uncles that lived in Texas, they had a tournament in Texas and they went to go stay at his house. And I think yeah. it was in Dallas. The, the uncle lived in Dallas. So they went to Dallas for a tournament. And um, instead of staying, they normally would stay at hotels. So this time they s- decided to just stay at the uncle's house. Mm-hmm. And the uncle saw um, Jody kissing the boy. And the uncle Jeff, was like, Jeff kissing Jeff. No, j- sorry, yeah. Um, ki- just you know, basically kissing yeah. him on the lips. And the and the um, the uncle was like pretty weirded out. And he was like, "Hey, well, what the hell's going on here?" He told the dad, and the dad was like, "No, it's cool, man. Like that that he wouldn't do something like that. Like he probably just like misunderstood the situation right. or something yeah. like that." And like, you know, all these like red flags. I think sometimes people just kind of ignore the shit out of them because you know they want to think the best of. People. Oh, whoever, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Even that that coffee mug thing, like right away, if I would have heard that shit, I'd be like, "That's fucking Done. lie." Like, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. But dude. that's that's his own mom, you know. Yeah, he, he told his own mom that he didn't tell anybody else. He told his own mom, so yeah. it's like, which was probably a lie. Yeah, yeah. And, and like speaking into this, like, it's weird because like, um, Jody's mom, uh, I, I don't can't remember her name, but June, 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 and um, and Gary, they actually got a hold of his mom to try to find out where he's at and stuff like that and she was she basically said like oh she doesn't know where he's at and then later on said oh he's gonna return jody on monday blah blah, blah. and it's like dude like to me i felt like the mom was just covering up for him oh, just yeah. as much bro and it's like it's kind of kind of scandalous you know it's like i felt like maybe she should have got charged also like accessory. Oh, yeah. accessory accessory of, of absolutely actually the whole court case of this whole thing is like boggles the mind to me, mm-hmm. but that's a whole different story. Yeah. So, anyways, they're they're in Anaheim. I believe it's the Samoan Hotel or whatever. I believe it's no longer it's there. No but, longer there, dude. But it's right around the corner from Disneyland. I mean, the hotel is still there, but it's a different name. Yeah, it's like the, it's fucking, the Hyatt. Yeah, the Hyatt. Fucking <laughs> Shout out to the Hyatt, dude. Yeah. Is it really? No, I don't know. Oh. I no <laughs> but um, that was like the Alamo Inn or some shit. <laughs> I mean, probably. Maybe because yeah. it's a motel. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. But uh, I guess Jody, though, like, he, he's having all this fun, but at the end of the day, like, he's a he's a little boy. He misses his mom, and he begs Jeff. He's like, can I just at least, like, call my mom? And so Jeff is like, yeah, I guess, but, you know, don't give her any information or whatever, right? Like, we'll, we'll go back, but, like, you know, like, this party, we're, we're going to keep this going for as long as we can or whatever, right? And so Jody calls his mom collect in the, in the hotel room or whatever. And mind you, the mom, like, she is going crazy, whatever, right? She's got the FBI. She's yeah. got... She got all the, you know, law enforcement, you know, looking for, you know, them and whatnot. Like, they, there was already, like, a national search out. Yeah. I believe, I don't know if America's Most Wanted was, was a thing yet or not, but I'm pretty sure, like, Should've if it been. was, yeah. it, it was it was Saturday night. Like, this was going to be the main event on fucking America's Most Wanted and shit. Uh, so, needless to say, like, fucking Tom Brokaw or whatever, like, everyone's like, the search for Jody or whatever, right? So, the mom gets this collect phone call 
uh, from Jody in the Simone Hotel. And from what I can gather, because I've never called Collect, I don't know how this used to work or whatever, right? This is I mean, a time you, of- I just know the Seven Up guy used to call Collect. <laughs> 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 and so I guess like after you know the charges, you know, because I guess like a, a an operator has to put you through. And the person receiving the call has to uh, pay for the phone call or whatnot. And then the operator kind of gives you like a rundown of like, okay, so, you know, this call lasted 14 minutes. You're going to owe fucking, you know, MCI or whatever the fucking phone company is. You're going to owe us. Pack Bell. Pack Bell. You're going to owe us like 26 bucks or whatnot. And, you know, oh, by the way, this call was from. Uh, you know, this Harbor Avenue. Avenue in Anaheim, California. Yeah, Judy, near your street, South Harbor Avenue. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It was off Catella, though. Yeah, Catella and Harbor or whatever <laughs> uh, to Baton Rouge. So, therefore, you know, the, the breakdown of the charges are going to be so because it's a long-distance phone call or whatever, right? right? And the mom, are, they already have the FBI listening in, and the FBI agent's like, hey, I need to know exactly where this phone call was at. And, you know, the, the operator's like, yeah, it came out of this hotel room this like at room this time number, yeah. at the exact same that, time. That's so weird that they were able to pinpoint to exactly what room number it was, right? Yeah, in 1984. Yeah, that, that's, that's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, it's pretty tight. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah, only Algar had the internet at this time. <laughs> it, I'm surprised, like, this is the time of you could still get away with like murder, like you could you could fucking like jizz and they won't find you because they can't identify yeah, the jizz. Yeah, there's no DNA. At the, yeah, no no real way to find DNA at the time. This yeah. is like what makes like whenever they do like police detective shows from like this time era, or whatever. Um, even when they do like Zodiac Killer, like they're way more interesting in my opinion, just because like you didn't have the DNA elements of it. You had to like piece by piece and wait till they fucked up to like make a collect call or something like that yeah. to yeah, like catch them. So. Pretty cool, pretty cool detective work there. Yeah, so, by the mom too. Like, yeah, look, dude, the mom was all involved in shit. Oh yeah, mother's love, right? Yeah. So, uh, anyways, they swarm upon you know the hotel room. Jeff, you know, gives up like with no incident. It's kind of heartbreaking too, hearing Jody's side of it too, because I guess like the police were like were like shitty to him as well. Like they were pointing guns at him. Like yeah. I mean, he's the victim in all this. They're yeah. pointing guns oh, at him, Alien Gonzalez style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, that's exactly what I, I thought of. That is. Oh, you're too young, dude. Yeah, we'll we'll cover that in another episode. I had to watch that in Miss Waddell's class. Yeah, same here, yeah. dude. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Waddell. Um, but uh, you know, he's talking about how like even that was traumatizing. You know, the whole you know police raid. You know, the police like sat him down and basically were interrogating him. Like, we know we know Jeff was fucking you. You better say something <laughs> right now. And like, you know, if we don't, we're gonna make you bot the curb. And I wish I was exaggerating, but that's exactly how Jody was describing it. Like, like he was on trial, and so by proxy he was like well fuck that like you guys are being mean to me i ain't fucking giving you the fucking information that you want so he basically said like yeah no he didn't touch me at all like we just went on fucking you know dumbo the riot and shit right yeah Yeah. Yeah. he 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 denied all accusations that happened and he said it too that he what he the reason why he did it is because like obviously he still took a liking to jeff no matter Mm -hmm. what even even Uh though all the situation that happened to him whatever he always took that liking to jeff you know conflicting emotions you know like you're saying he he was able to do whatever he wanted with jeff he went on a whole bunch of cool trips with them or whatever and he denied everything and he he bring he breaks down that he the reason why he denied everything is like well i didn't snitch on you yeah in other words and the reason why you got caught is because you got caught on your own and he said that he wasn't going to admit to it until they actually found the truth which 
obviously we'll get into where they did the whole rape kit and everything like that as well. Yeah, so they take him to the hospital and whatnot, and they perform, you know, a rape kit, which I don't know the ins and outs of that or whatnot, but I guess it's like a very invasive, uh, you know, test that they do, you know, whenever somebody alleges rape. or I they would imagine so. Yeah, and I guess, you know, it took it takes like a couple of weeks for the results to come back, especially in like 1984, yeah, you know. And so he's, you know, to this, you know, to this core, he kept denying, 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 denying. But he said, like, in that interview, he knew eventually the truth would come out. But he didn't want him to be the one that ratted out, you know, Jeff, because Jeff also, you know, implanted it in his head that if you tell on me, I'll tell on you for all the bad shit that you've done. And I'll come after you, you know, once I'm out, because he had it in his mind that Jeff would probably just get a slap on the wrist and whatnot, which which still does happen. You know, you know, people who get, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, convicted, you know, for crimes like this or whatever. You know, they're out like within like five or six years. And like he didn't want Jeff coming back on him or whatever with his two black belts or yeah. whatever he fucking was alleging or whatever, right? He would have got a third one. He was like, yeah. <laughs> I got third prison crocodile belt. I'm going to beat your ass, boy. After a letter, they go to metal belt soon. <laughs> <laughs> they're made out of fucking prison bars. <laughs> he would have came with his fucking Velcro shoes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> his shank. Uh, so like he said like he was afraid because of that as well. And he was just like, you know what? I'll just let the test speak for itself because it's like you said. It's him, you know, fucking uh, telling on himself as opposed to Jody. And so, you know, Jody comes home. His mom and dad kind of get back together or whatever, which I can imagine, whatever. You got to come together because, you know, this is your son coming back and you lost or whatever, right? And there's footage of it. And you see the dad crying and it's just like, man, like, I'm so glad to have you back. And the reporter is just like, how did you feel? And he goes, it made me appreciate my, you know, my family that much more because it's just like, man, all the shit that I was doing to create this wedge and whatnot. It's just like, it just makes you realize how much I do love my children or whatever. Like, I almost lost him or whatnot or whatever, right? So, um, Jeff is in Los Angeles. He refuses to be extradited to, uh, you know, New Orleans or whatever, right? And But, you know, the law is the law. He has to get extradited or whatnot. And he is going to get, you know, extradited to New Orleans. Now, speaking of, you know, Jody's dad, the the star of the show, Gary Plache, yeah. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, he worked for a news station, a TV station, and his job, you know, was basically to entertain, you know, the talent that was coming through. So needless to say, he was friends with a lot of the newscasters right. and whatnot. So, okay. So this is where a lot of conflicting reports happen because the story is that he was, he goes to a bar that night, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's somebody that works for that news organization camp rockman yeah and then they just let it slide they're like oh yeah and then they were drinking and oh i said it i shouldn't have said that kind of thing but i think what most people actually believe happened is he had connections uh-huh. and it was basically it wasn't there and someone let it slide it is he went there and he wanted to find out what was going on like which i can see yeah it's like i you guys know when this motherfucker's coming through yeah let me know when he's coming through well also i mean before we can get to that when they found out um, Gary, he literally said out loud, "Like I'm gonna kill that motherfucker." Yeah, like, I mean, which honestly, what parent wouldn't think that right away? Oh, absolutely. What I mean, it's just it's just a god thing, you know. It's like fuck, you know. Like, what can you do? What What's the first thing that runs to your mind? Is like, dude, you just did this to my child, you know. Yeah. So that's what the first thing he's like, "I'm gonna kill that motherfucker," and which is weird too, because Jody talks about how his mom, when she found out, how she was emotionless. When she found out, and I I thought that was weird for her being the mother, uh-huh. you know, and I have no emotion once she found out that that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think that different people would react to grief in different ways. It's it's hard to say like how you would react. I think anger 
is obviously the first like easy it's an easy it's an easy emotion right you know like it's easy to get mad when your team loses it's right. easy to get mad when like you go through a breakup yeah when the bills fuck me over. yeah <laughs> <laughs> when you just lose fourteen thousand yeah. dollars like anger is an easy emotion right and maybe she didn't go straight to anger and that's why she just went blank where it's just like I don't know what's going on. Like there's moments in, in life like when like something insane happens in your life and you have no idea what the hell's going yeah. on. And that seems like she was just in that shock emotion. Like you just got through a car accident, and you're like, I don't know if I don't know if my legs are still intact. I don't even know what's happening right now. Like mm-hmm. she was probably going through something like that. I don't I don't really know, but the dad's reaction of just like going into anger is like compl- I don't want to say completely understandable, but understandable for sure. I can sure. see why. Like I don't think I don't think you even have to be a parent to understand why like that. You don't fuck with kids, man. Yeah, it's just like that. That's completely. Un- that's why we have a whole I mean, justice system. I would say, yeah, the pr- <laughs> when you go to prison, that that's the justice system right there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, talking about the people in prison. Don't take care of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, being being a child molester in prison is not a picnic at all. Like, there's a reason nobody why they fucks with up. nobody yeah. fucks with you. You constantly, you literally have to be on on watch to yeah. make sure that nobody shanks the shit out yeah. of you. That's the, the number one rule uh, when it comes to honor amongst thieves is like you don't mess with kids. kids? Yeah. yeah. And so, you, like you said, it's understandable for the dad to have those emotions. So what Art is referring to is that uh, Gary, you know, the story, you know, changes or whatever. Jody says that, you know, Gary, he was friends with, you know, a lot of the news anchors or whatever. And he just happened to be at the same bar that everyone was at. And somebody, you know, by happenstance said, well, your boy not meaning Jody, but Jeff is coming, you know, tomorrow night at 9.45 on a TSA plane or whatever, right? And gave him all the details happenstancely. Art's referring to, yeah, they think that, no, it's more or less... Gangsters, fuck. Yeah. That the dad actually went out seeking that information. Whatever the information is, is he got that information that was supposed to be secret that Jeff Doucette was going to come through, you know, the airport in New Orleans at this time, at this exact terminal at this time or whatever, at a time before 9-11 where there was no TSA where you can actually get a fucking pistol through the airport <laughs> yeah. or whatever, this right? This is my emotional protection pistol, dude. <laughs> I need this with me at all times. <laughs> Keep me calm in times of need. Uh, that's understandable, sir. Yeah, I can't go, I can't fly to Boston from New Orleans without this pistol on my lap. I would say they're, they're probably an open to carry state. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Louisiana. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, in this video exists on the Internet. You can go to Jody. You can actually still go to YouTube and see it. I just saw it last night. Yeah, yeah. the YouTube video is a little doctored. But if you want to see the real, real video, the unedited, like you're going to see. E-bombs world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it probably <laughs> is on there. Uh, but go to Jody's website, and I'll put it in the show notes or whatnot so you can see it. Because I, I feel like to capture the whole fucking emotion of what what I'm about to describe, you have to see the whole video. Uh, but anyways, um, Gary he places himself at like this row of pay phones uh, in the terminal that Jeff was going to be, uh, you know, escorted down. So there's two police officers yeah. flanking him on each side. He, you know, he's in handcuffs. He's being brought, you know, fresh off of you know from LAX, you know, to the New Orleans airport. And you can see, like, you know, they're about to put him down the escalator or whatever. And you can see this man, like, in this, like, really janky fucking outfit, like, where it's just like, here's my fucking New Orleans, you know, uh, you know, train robber's hat and, like, this, like, <laughs> fake, like, fucking Burt Reynolds mustache or whatever. And you see him, like, on the phone and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, like, just becomes MacGyver and shit and just, like, pops him in the fucking it ear. It was fucking John uh-huh. Wick before John Wick. Exactly. It really was, dude. 
and shoots nobody else. Like it's it's crazy. It's amazing because there is two cops on both sides of Jeff. Shoots him right in the fucking ear, and you just see him fall down on the floor. And you hear one of the police officers, who I guess like was a lifelong friend of him. Was was it a police officer? Or was it? I think it was like a camera person. I, it, it no, was, no, no, no. It was a police officer okay. because uh, he he was later interviewed or whatever. He goes, I knew I knew Gary since junior high, and he would never hurt a fly. And so he grabs him because the other police officer who didn't know Gary was about to shoot him. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, God damn it, Gary. Why, Gary? Why? And he like he and then Gary just like just gives up immediately. That's pretty good. You're wearing the accent too. Didn't he also shoot him in the stomach? No. I thought just in the ear. Just Just one shot. shot. Okay. And um, then the cameraman who catches it immediately he catches all of that and then pans down to Jeff and you see him and it's like it's pretty fucking brutal. And you see his like eyes just like totally is like glaze over. You oh, see yeah, all I the light like just like drift out of him and like his ear, like you see just it just like gushes out like fucking, you know, Willy Wonka's fucking waterfall and shit, just coming out of his fucking ear hole and shit, and just make this pool of blood all around him and shit. And you just see the fucking other police officer come over and like close his eyes. And then obviously it goes to static after that or whatever, because you know they gotta, you know, get the well, situation. That because under it was control. also on live TV the whole time yeah. too. It wasn't just like Oh, someone was just recording. No, this was all on live TV the whole time. Yeah. So it's like the extradition yeah. of Jeff Doucette. Yeah. 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 Wild shit, man. To be completely honest with you, this is like if this would happen, something th- of this level would happen in today's like media, you know, we'd be talking about it for like months. Correct. It would have been at least on Fox a week. News, CNN. Everybody would have been like pitted against we, each we other. We kind of have shit. like. Um, ADD culture now or like something like this was only going to last in the media for like a few days but still it's pretty intense even by today's standards Mm -hmm. and so what ends up happening though is as uh Gary actually gets charged with second degree murder and you know he goes on trial and whatnot he has to go away to like a mental health facility I believe it's like for six months and whatnot Uh, but the ramification of it all was is that Gary got seven years a suspended sentence or whatever right so Basically, he was just put on probation. Yeah, for six, a, six years probation, no jail time. Yeah, no jail time. Uh, if he fucked up and did anything, yeah, yeah, obviously he would have to serve that seven years uh, and 300 hours of community service at his church, which basically just meant on Saturdays, like he just had to right. mow the lawn for a couple years and whatnot, right? Yeah. But basically, in, in so many words, gets away scot-free mm-hmm. for murdering yeah. his fucking son's molester or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Because no, like you said, that knee jerk reaction. And is I mean, like, would it be second degree or would it be first degree? Because he he planted the whole thing out. Yeah, I think it's totally first degree murder. Yeah, that's dude. what I'm saying. I don't understand. Hey, one of it is like he had good lawyers. Yeah. Two, he has a good case. And this and is case fucking them. before Camila. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is like he he. That's a good case. I mean, yeah. like it's it's hard not to be sympathetic. As I was thinking about this, I was like, dude, if I were a lawyer, I would probably just give him like two months and like six months probation and like you get out of here dude like go live your life yeah cause I was like you I guess we should talk about what's going on with the Cain Velasquez case cause it's very similar to this right. but, correct but I, I it's it's hard not to be sympathetic and you also you know I always talk about how like we have a we have a social contract with each other and like two wrongs don't make a right. Like you can't just vigilantly, vigilantly, vigilant, vigilante it. it. Yeah, you can't vigilante it. You can't is be bad. You can't vigilante your way through life. There you go. Um, I guess. Um, and like he kind of did that. Like you know, although we all think this dude should fucking suffer, I, th- I, I think we can all agree on that. Like Jeffrey, right? Yeah. Like we shouldn't 
be able to have that power in our own hands or we just dress up as Batman and go do our own shit. Correct. And like, that's where like things get a little bit muddy. I do think just because, you know, this case, so many of like this case was so well documented. Obviously that big climax of seeing it happen on live TV really adds a different flavor to it. But like, it's, it's a rough one. Um, I just, I just think like, Maybe maybe a little bit of jail time they should have just given to him just just like I, two per, months. Well, he did three days because I mean, oh, he, he did three days because he got arrested on a Friday and they yeah. couldn't that's, post that, bail till Monday. That's what happened to me when I was yeah. drunk, dude. They were like, you know what, time served, and then they let me out of there. It was there my go. time served was like eight hours, so I was like, <laughs> I only did three. Oh, lucky you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stay there all night. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it is one of those things like you, you're a parent, I'm a parent, or whatever, right? And you said, like, anger is such an easy emotion. Like, if anyone hurt my kid or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, immediately it goes to anger. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. there's times, like, I'll be at my girl's mom's house and somebody will say, hey, don't do that to my kid. And it's like, hey, don't you tell him that. I need to be the yeah. one that tells him that because, like, hey, what if I told him to go do that or yeah. whatever, right? So I get that immediate, like, anger or whatever, right? right? And so I can only imagine if somebody did something like that to my son or somebody did that to your oh, daughter or whatever, sure. like what you would want to do, especially like how I alluded to earlier. Like sometimes these people get convicted and only serve like five years and then get let out early and whatnot. And it's right. just like, that's not justice for my kid or whatever who has to live a lifetime of this pain or whatever. Right. right. And they just get a couple, you know, slaps on the wrist or whatever, and they just can't give out candy at Halloween or whatever. Right. Bro. I posted a TikTok the other day that said, if anything were to happen to my child, uh, like the saying was like anything that happened to my child I'll be smiling in my mugshot or something like that I was like mm-hmm. goddamn right bro because if anything were to happen to her like I'm gonna do what I can you know to help protect her and if there's a situation yeah. like this were to happen I guarantee I'll do the same fucking thing and and I, I mean as I mean it's probably not the right thing to do obviously yeah, yeah. but it's I'll, hard to blame. The, it's hard to yeah. It's hard to blame any parent. I always think like, man, it'd be rough because like I wouldn't want my uh, like my niece or nephew like if something like that ever happened to them like you know, God forbid anything like that ever happen like that. I almost feel like it would be on me because I wouldn't like, I wouldn't want their parents not to like be separated from them, but I would be like, no, I have to, I'll do the jail time. You guys need so, to be. Yeah, Art puts on the cowl. So, uh, but that's just, like you as an uncle, right? Yeah, me so as an uncle. So now that, that, that kind of like just circles me back to like, why didn't the uncle do anything? Hey, no question. If the, if the uncle, if the uncle did see that and everything, why didn't he do anything? You know what, I would man? Whip, I mean, as an, uh, I mean, I'm not an uncle, but if I was an uncle, like I would have whipped his ass right then and there. I don't care if you have two, three, four black belts. I would have grabbed the wooden chair and hit your ass. Same, dude. Or something. He had a gator belt though. Same, man. <laughs> I, I first thing I would have done would have been like, it, it's hard to say because you know you want to keep your cool. Nah, fuck that. You <laughs> saw it. You saw it. You, you know? Yeah, t- a part of me is always like. I don't don't sides. don't make don't make a bad situation worse. I always try to think that now that I'm older. Yeah. <laughs> now that I made a lot of bad situations worse. <laughs> but like <laughs> but like but I don't know how I would feel in that situation. Right. Like I don't know. But how did he not like at least yeah. like get the fuck out of here? Like I'm yeah. get the fuck. I never want to see you around. And, like, at, le- and at least keep his nephew with them or something. Yeah. yeah. Like this ain't this trip is over. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Like your yeah. police will be at your house the next and day. And it's hard to say because we weren't there. We don't know right. the ins sure. and outs of it or whatever. It could have been like uh, he could have second guessed himself. Like well maybe it was it wasn't what I thought it was kind of thing. So I mean we weren't there to be able to judge. I mean we can Monday morning Monday morning quarterback the shit out of this. But it goes back to what you said, Art, where it's just like you don't want to make a bad situation worse. Also, too, you know, as a parent, like when that whole Cain Velasquez thing came out 
and you're hearing this. And, and, and tell a little bit about that in case people oh, okay, don't yeah. know. For anyone that doesn't know, and Jordan, feel free yeah. to jump in um, and correct me where I'm wrong or whatever, but, you know, Cain Velasquez, I believe it was one of his children. I or believe his daughter. His daughter was in a daycare where there was a guy working at the daycare who was molesting the children. And the guy, you know, is in the process of a trial and getting arrested or whatever. Kane actually sees him like on the freeway or something like that, and like opens fire yeah, on they, his they, car. They let him. They let him go for some reason. He was out on bail or something like that. Correct, right? Yeah. Which I mean, that's I mean, that's just the justice system we right. have. We have yeah. to assume that you're innocent until proven guilty or whatever, right? Uh, but Kane opens fire into the car. I don't know if he hits the, the he suspect. Hit, he hits. He hits the driver, which is the guy's stepdad or something. Correct. Like that. Who now has lifelong injuries for the rest of life who has nothing to do with this case or whatever yeah. right but you know i listen to a lot of mma podcasts you know chel Sonnen, brendan schaub fucking uh michael bisming like everybody everybody's on kane's side because kane just like gary plache was a really outstanding guy like there was just like you know he was not this not is wasn't in his character at all but it's just like it's like it's hard to blame him because yeah. we all say this right and even jody says this like we all say like if this happens to my kid i would do the same thing and Jody, who actually, you know, goes, you know, goes on. Shout yeah. out to Jody, who goes to LSU, becomes, you know, a counselor for people who have gone through this or whatever. Says everybody says that, but no one actually does it. The percentage is very small, and the people who actually do it go on to regret it because the victims of this or whatever ends up, you know, having more resentment toward the parent that takes right. it out because it, it's. It, he says it's more or less it's a selfish act for the parent because. Now you're you're putting even more stress on the family with your court case. Right. You're not around anymore. You now we have to live with the remnant, the long term ramifications of your actions or whatever, as opposed to letting the justice system, you know, do what they're supposed to do. Do what they're supposed to do. And if they don't do what they're supposed to do or whatever, right? Like, at least you know the the anguish is on them, but not it doesn't put further stress on our family. Which, when he put it into those terms, is like, yeah, you're right. It's kind of like I thought about like. When Kurt Cobain committed suicide, everybody was calling it a selfish act. And I was like, I don't know. You're going to have to explain that to me. And it wasn't until Francis Bean said, you know, it's just like I had to grow up with you know, the rest of my life without a father or whatever. I have this stigma now because my father took his own life or whatever. He was selfish or whatever. And it was like, oh, yeah, that very much was a selfish act. You mean his wife killing him? I think <laughs> I think his wife killed him, but I don't, I don't think you can ever call suicide a selfish act. That's like a whole different argument. Like, yeah, where it's I, like that's like a mental health thing. I don't think anybody wants to do it. Oh, I but agree. it's like you're. But yeah. like in this situation where it's just like it was very much like I'm angry, so I'm gonna do what I want to yeah. do. And Jody even said like him and Gary like had like this rift between them for a very long time. It wasn't until like you know he was able to come to terms like with his abuse that he was able to be like you know what I understand what you did, Dad. I don't agree with it, you know, but I understand and whatnot, right? And he had to he had to get a fucking college degree, yeah. you know, to be able to understand that. But it's just like holy shit. And you look at Kane's case or whatever, right? Like he's away from his kids. He's away from. Is he his still family. awaiting trial? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. denied bail and everything uh -huh. or whatever, he's right? Been denied three times already, bro. Wow. Yeah. And it's just like it sucks because it's like, yeah, you did what you thought was right, right? We all can agree. Right. It was like, hey, free Kane or whatever. Like, I don't blame you or whatever. And, and they have a GoFundMe page right now where they're actually raising money, uh, so his family could still be okay. up to par or whatever, you know. So. Man. That one, that one's rough. I mean, obviously, it's different because he's, and that's where the visual anti part of it becomes troublesome. Because although Gary shot the dude he meant to kill, he could have easily shot one of the police, the police officers, officers there, yeah. one of the people with the news camera there. Yeah. Like uh, you just I don't mean, the know. Bullet, the bullet could have went through and then you know shot some, or hit somebody else as well. You so, know, yeah. somebody in the airport that had nothing to do with this and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a whole avalanche. And then 
to indoctrinate a whole society to be like that. Like you're going to have a lot of gray area. You're going to have a lot of fucking casualties, a lot of fucking collateral damage, right. if you will, or whatnot. And not to say that like the police do an excellent job about, you know, doing all this, like maintaining this, but at least like, you know, day in and day out, like they're, they're supposedly trained to handle these situations better than just like your average citizen whose job is just to get drunk. The only drunk. way police ever like let that shit not slide is if you kill the cop. Yeah. If you kill the <laughs> cop, you're not, <laughs> you're getting the worst treatment all the way through, man. Like there's. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, for the most part though, like the system on paper, right? Not in practice. I mean, that's a whole other podcast for a whole other time or whatever. Right. Where we become basically AOC dudes or whatever. Right. But on paper, like, that's what their job is. Like, that's the whole point of the whole Black Lives Matter movement is, is to be like, hey, do what your job is actually supposed to be. Don't make the bad situation worse kind of thing. And same thing with, like, the justice system. Let them take care of it. And if they don't take care of it, again, like, that's why there's prison justice yeah. or whatever. That's why fucking in prison, you're not allowed to fucking be somebody that lives in that fucking prison yeah. and be a child molester or whatever, they're going to take care of you because yeah. they know that your sentence is only going to be three or four mo- years or whatever while the dude that sold a bag yeah, of weed is going to be Jerry there for Fogel. Tw- yeah, going to be the guy that sold <laughs> weeds 25 guy, years. What's going on with that guy? That I fucking I'm surprised he's not dude. dead yet. He's slinging footlongs a whole different way. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're putting him in a fucking maximum security prison, though. Like, you know, they're not letting him out there with fucking general pop. <laughs> some fucking oh, yeah. like I think cholo only, from I think the hood. I'm pretty sure he's PC'd up and he's only getting that one hour a day or whatever out. Yeah. So. They had him in the Hannibal Lecter one. He's <laughs> just like this. <laughs> the straight jacket? Yeah. It's like, all right, dude. They have a chastity belt on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. damn. So, I mean,. I don't know. I mean, it's a t- it's a tough topic to talk about. I mean, the Cain Velasquez one. Once you boil it all down, I don't think anybody blames them. Like, mm-hmm. I think if any no. if anybody did anything like that to your guys's kids or anything like that, I'm not a parent. But if I had kids or if something like that to like my niece or nephew, like, I don't think I could handle that. Yeah, I don't know how you go back to living a normal life right. without getting that like anger and rage out of you, and yeah. like, it's. It's completely understandable. I I understand that we live in a society and there's like checks and balances. You can't be fucking Batman. You can't take it out your, yourself. Mm-hmm. I I get that, but man, whoever that that judge was that was like here's six months. You're not serving any time. Like hey, like hats off because like that's that was the right call. Yeah. I hate to say it, but the dude had no history of violence either. Yeah, and like, and up until the day he died, like I guess ESPN did an E60 on it, and like yeah. it, he's like, I regret nothing. I would have done it again. And, and he, I mean, he has a book about it too. It's called Why, Why Gary, Gary Why. Yeah, so yeah. It explains it, the whole story. So it's, it's crazy, bro. Have, I can't remember what it's called. Maybe it deserves its own topic about speaking of wrestling. Maybe we should come back for this one since it's more wrestling related. But that dude that had the like the wrestling camp at his at his he had a compound where it was like nothing but wrestlers, and he would have all these wrestlers there, and he was like. Um, I gotta find out. One thing I think of is uh, Stu Hart. Yeah, is that his name? Is that I, the guy that did they make a movie about him? No, I wouldn't doubt it, but probably. I know Steve Carell played him in the movie. And, oh, Foxcatcher. Fast oh, Foxcatcher. Fox oh, that, yeah. That's actually actual amateur wrestling. That's not yeah, professional yeah. wrestling. W- weren't they? Weren't they training to become uh, Olympic wrestlers? Yeah, it was. It had to do with David Mark Schultz. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. a fucking crazy story. Yeah. That's that's like this on steroids, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we need to do definitely need to do that. We that was a topic. Yeah. yeah. We do that. yeah. 
Yeah, I don't do it on words are hard. Man, well, <laughs> we call dibs I don't on even that. know when we're ever gonna cover a topic again. Dude, you so. guys should cover the how many lo- how many looks does it take to the center of a lollipop? We're gonna cover. That sounds like a Jesus episode. We're gonna cover uh, <laughs> how many pimples did you have as a teenager? Come on, let, let, let's talk about this. How Jeez, insecure uh, were you when you were a kid? On a scale of one to ten, <laughs> when, when, when did you lose your virginity? Let's talk about this. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing: it was before Archie's age. <laughs> 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 what a loser, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I guess to to get it all back in or whatever. Yeah, I think we both can say like, yeah, yeah. we would want to do that to yeah. our child. Hopefully, that never happens. We're right. never put in that position. Right. But I mean, I would hope that I would have like the cognizance to like look at the short term and long term ramifications of my actions. But I mean, there there would be some kind of uh, justice on my part or whatever. Yeah. Just because, like Art said, it's like those moments, and this is why Gary gets off because you're gonna have a moment of temporary insanity, like that's 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 the line that you just do not cross, even yeah. amongst criminals. So it's just like, yeah, like there's gonna be something popping off. You know what's crazy? Like I think if I was a parent, I'd be paranoid all the time. Like I go to Disneyland a lot, and my niece and nephew go there a lot, and like Disneyland's one of the few places I I, I feel like there's a lot of security, like. Se- Right. Security and at they Disneyland. Have, and they have cameras everywhere. Yeah, it's like yeah. cameras everywhere. It's like besides Las Vegas, like you know, you ain't gonna fucking like Disneyland is like secure as hell. It's yeah, like its own me, little fortress. Yeah, they got me picking my nose in every yeah. direction. So, so like, um, but for the most part, but like daycare, they couldn't catch Banksy. That's true, dude. <laughs> hey, but uh, daycares, like your your mom takes care of Archie, and like most people don't have that. For that's a red you know? flag already, bro. Yeah, it's like <laughs> just things like that. Like, dude, it's fucking scary man like you know we're like trusting kids like i wouldn't trust the kids but if i had a kid i wouldn't be like you ain't going to boy scouts yeah like if you're gonna do a sport i'm gonna be helicopter parent the shit out of this thing because i'm gonna be like baking cookies and like standing at the sidelines every fucking chance i get because Ain't nobody, ain't, you ain't ever traveling alone with this fucking weirdo. I remember my- You uh, ain't going to catechism? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Catholics. definitely not catechism. <laughs> so glad we weren't Catholic. But I remember like, um, you know, uh, not to go down this route, but I remember like after my dad left or whatever, right? I remember like there would be like, you know, basketball coaches or, you know, football coaches or whatever I was involved in at that time. Like I was in Cub Scouts for a time yeah. period or whatever, right? I went to one meeting, dude. My parents were pissed because I bought everything and then I was like, I don't want to go no more. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember like there would be incidents like that. Like, well, hey, like, for example, like the, the football, one of the football coaches that we had, like he was, I mean, his intention was like, oh, he's, you know, going to do youth ministry on the side or whatever. And you know, minister to boys who don't have a father or whatever. Like, I got it or whatever, right? But, I mean, I don't know what his full intentions were, but I remember him, you know, sending a letter home with my mom because he was also the PE teacher at uh, Washington. And uh, he said, like, hey, you know, I, you know, have heard that, you know, Jacob doesn't have a father or whatever. You know, I do youth ministry on the side. And on Saturdays, I like to take the boys out for, you know, breakfast, you know, get donuts and whatever and, you know, read the Bible or whatever. Mom's like, Fuck that. And my mom was like super like into God and Jesus and all that. And she made yeah. a lot of bad decisions of, on churches we went to and whatnot and and so forth. But like she was like, nope, that's not going to happen. I remember to ask my mom like, why? Like he's cool. Like he's into football yeah. and all this shit. Like I, you know, like this is going to be my coach. Like if, you know, I, you know, I go to East and whatnot and, you know, do football. And she was like, nope, this is not going to happen. And she just kept it at that. Like, no, I don't. Like if your dad's not around, like you, that no one's going to play daddy to yeah. you or whatever. Right. And I was so pissed off at her. But at the same time, I look back and I'm like, oh, yeah, that was 
that was absolutely the right call. Like even if nothing ever was going to happen and all I was going to do is learn about first, first Corinthians chapter seven or whatever. It could have been Jody Plache, bro. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. <laughs> you could have gone Disneyland for free, dude. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you would have called collect for free too. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking MCI would have had another building. But it was just like, yeah, I look back on that now as a parent and be like, oh, yeah, fuck, I can't hate on you, mom, because that was absolutely the right call. Yeah, I guess. I th- I don't know, man. Like, I think that there- Because I know I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to go down the street <laughs> or whatever. Like, if my neighbor fucking, you know, leaves his family or whatever and be like, all right, I'm going to take your son I, out I camping or I, whatever. If, if I, I'll be honest with you, like, I, I'm very sympathetic to the idea of children losing their, their parents. Mm-hmm. I uh, I lost my dad a f- like seven years ago or whatever. I can't imagine. And that was already like 20. It was like in my mid-20s, late mm-hmm. later 20s. I can't imagine, you know, losing a parent at seven years old. Like, right. I think something mentally happens to you when, when you go through a loss like that at that age. And you it's hard to comprehend things like that. And I think that... I think there's like legitimately like nice people out there. With oh, that yeah. being said, and the people that really want like you know like because I know for a fact that if like I went down some like dark roads where I could have like ended up like on fucking drugs and shit and like been like just not things, but I had luckily I had like good solid family structure that kept bringing me back and bringing me back and getting second chances and like third you know fourth, third fifth. four chances of like you know whatever and like. Luckily, I had that, but I think that, you know, if I didn't have that strong structure and someone to talk to and that sort of thing, like, I know for a fact, like, I would have, fucked, dude, I, I, don't, I don't even know if I would be alive right now, dude, like, like legitimately, like, I'm not trying to sound dramatic or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, and I think that there's, like, legitimately, like, people out there that care. With that being said, for every one of those, I think there's a fucking terrible-ass person out there that's, like, trying to be some predator or whatever, oh, yeah. like, mm-hmm. and... And unfortunately, you kind of have to, like, whether it be a good person or a bad person, I think you should helicopter parent the shit out of both of them mm. and, like, n- trust no one. And, you know, like, like you know, Stone Cold like, I, I, I honestly feel that. I always tell everyone, I always tell my mom, like, I don't give a fuck if it's a Girl Scout selling cookies. Don't open the door because I don't trust fucking nobody, dude. Yeah. I, I legitimately don't. I, I, I treat everyone, like, the fucking same because... For all I know, you're the next scam artist, and that's all. That's all I care about, dude. Whether it be you trying to take money from me, or like My molesting time. a kid, or like yeah. whatever. Like everybody fucking starts at zero, and even then, even at the very most, like dude, unless you your blood, and even if you are blood, I don't trust you that much yeah. more. Not all blood so is like, family, though. yeah. Like, uh, bro, tell me about it. I don't talk to most of my family, so yeah. damn, I'll get it. Aunts, uncles, cousins. I don't talk. I don't even consider. I, I say that I don't consider any of those blood. Yeah. So like. It's like literally like my small little crew of like my my sisters. Your immediate and family. Yeah, that's literally it. That's the donut I live in, dude. Because yeah. like it, it don't get bigger than that. And like maybe this dude. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, it is maybe, a baby. Yeah. Well, I, I, Jacob's kind of like become like a brother to me where it's yeah. just like, like, like legitimately care about you, man. I really do. But, Love uh, you, bro. But uh, no offense. I, 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 thought, you I thought you were gonna do the infinity and beyond thing oh. <laughs> on the movie. I, no, no, no offense or anything. You, no, you, no, you're you, good, you, man. You went there. I, I you, get it. you went there, yeah. But, no, <laughs> but if you're at Disneyland and you need something, hit y- me y- up, y'all, dude, y'all, y'all been together for years already, bro. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. So, but yeah, dude. <laughs> thanks for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after after Jacob just told us he's gonna be the next Johnny Bush. God damn it. Anyways, Jordan, yes, thank you for coming on. Thank you for this topic, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very rare somebody will come on and, 
actually pitch a topic. Usually that's still pitching a topic to somebody else and whatnot and hoping that yeah. they perform. But yeah, no, you pitched. This is the second time you came on and pitched a, a really good topic with a really good talking points on it. So shout out to you and everything that you do. But uh, with that said, Jordan, do you got anything you want to promote? No, nah, man. I just, uh, my thing is, I was glad that we were able to get this long out the episode. We, we thought we were only going to get 20, 25 minutes out of it. And, yeah. you know, we actually got a full hour, hour 15. So yeah. it was good. You know, I mean, Interesting topic. I, I've always wanted to cover it on our podcast, but, you know, we never got, got to it. So I'm glad we were able to cover it here and, you know, get 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 somewhat of the justice or somewhat of the story out there that, you know, that should have been told or told the right way, you know? Correct. So. For sure, man. Yeah, so. I'm just glad we were able to do jokes, man. Yeah. These topics scare the shit out of me because I'm like, it ain't going to be no jokes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home and cry. <laughs> I'm going to go want to buy a gun and be like, dude, fuck all you guys. You stay away from my kids. <laughs> <laughs> all your kids are lifting yeah, your sock yeah, in your yeah. bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, there's a, there's a whole towel that's like a fucking daycare. In there, <laughs> it's the planet Buzz Lightyear lives on now and shit. It's like you, you don't want a night light or a, not a night light, uh, what, a black, black light. light. You don't black want a black light, light dude. Room Raiders would have yeah, room Raiders space, fucked dude. your room up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine oh flushes my down God, the toilet, dude. man. I'm so glad that show doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, God bless. Uh, so with that said, guys, uh, if you want to get at us, if you don't like the jokes that were told on this episode, get at us on all the social medias. I'll respond to all that shit. Uh, <laughs> at Art and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter, we are at Art and Jacob Do A One. Hey, because Jordan, guess what? That's not how a steak is done. Sometimes that's just how a steak it's is done. Not, baby. Yeah. It's not. Well, if my girlfriend's cooking, you're going to need some A1. So, anyway. <laughs> Damn. Anyway. <laughs> some ketchup. I assume she does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, she does not. And I'm not going to say that. It's going to be like Key and Peele, like I said. <laughs> She's going to hear it. She heard us right now over the damn, while she was walking by to the restaurant. She's, She's like, going to hear motherfucker. <laughs> you know what, though? She bought me Romstein tickets for her fucking Father's Day. Oh, so, it's dang. all good. So, hey, dude. So, we Congrats, might go. To, you might, might have oh, to go to Oh, me? Go. Yeah, we might. Oh, fuck. All right. I'm going to ask her if she really wants to go, and if not. Hey, I'm down here. To infinity and beyond, baby. You got it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I do like your shirt, though, by the way. Oh, thank you. I was supposed to not I wear I really it. like that shirt over there. The Thor Love and Thunder yeah, one? Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Why nope. are you wearing that, too? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> to bed. Uh, but anyways, guys, get us, get us, get at us on the social medias and the YouTube page. There will be a video episode of this as well on the YouTube. If you're watching the YouTube, you already obviously know that or whatever, right? But comment, like, subscribe, do all the goddamn things or whatever, right? If you want to help, Support this podcast, guys. I highly recommend heading on over to patreon.com slash rjacobdoamerica where every single week we put together a fire-ass episode for that ass. So hit us up there where usually, you know, we get a little bit more personal or we get a little bit but just more relaxed and whatnot. We come up with a fire-ass episode every single week. This week not being any kind of exception as uh, we spend our time talking about, you know, the basketball season that just ended, like our thoughts and feelings about all of that. So if you're not a sports fan, I still highly recommend that you listen because we explain why sports are so important to us, why we like it so much. But head on over there, uh, donate $1, donate $5, hell, donate $25 or 10 or whatever, right? Uh, but with that said, guys, uh, if you want to hear other great podcasts, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to podbelly.com. Uh, where we are official members of the Podbelly Network. So check out other great podcasts such as... What? My mouth went dry. <laughs> the Great Powerful... I'll tell you whose mouth didn't go dry. <laughs> God damn, dude. This is a brutal... <laughs> That's how we don't cover these shit, man. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I like to bullshit, man. That's, that's what we're covering. Like, the history of clowns, dude. Yes. That way we can have some jokes. There you go. There you go. Uh, but head on over to podbelly.com. Check out other great podcasts such as the Great and Powerful Sofa King <laughs> Podcast, where their funny. mouths are never dry. 
especially fucking Brad's. Uh, let's put a dick in that mouth. Uh, <laughs> and hillbilly horror stories and robots for eyes. Uh, guys, if you want to check out, if you want to help support us in any other way, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to the website at earnjacobdoamerica.com. Follow the merch links. Buy a t-shirt. Buy a COVID mask. Buy buy some chonies. Buy some, buy whatever. Buy an elephant thong. Yeah, buy an elephant thong. Uh, it doesn't help us so much financially, but it does uh, help put the good word of the R and Jacob Do America podcast out there because every time you're wearing those shirts, every time you're wearing those elephant thongs, every time you're wearing those bow ties and COVID masks or whatever with our logo on it, you're like a walking billboard, if you will. But with that said, guys, my mouth is dry. I am hungry. I need to take an Advil. I need to rub one out. Yeah, it's, it's Father's Day. I probably should, I, I better be getting some steak without A1 you're, on you're it. You're going to be cooking it. Yeah, no, somebody down the street is, or uh, up the street, or on Roseau Highway. Better be. I was to say, you know how Father's Day goes. We cook our own stuff. Yeah, true. I might get some hot dogs or something. You know what though? Like, I I agree with you. I, I would I would hope that you're the better cook in the kitchen. Like, I think steak is like one of those things. Not to sound all sexist, but like, there's something about a steak that only a man should be able to cook. Mm. That sounds pretty. That sexist. sounds pretty sexist. Sorry, dude. Sorry, I just set like you know humanity you back ten years. <laughs> but like, maybe it's like a a thing about like steak. But there is like steak is like a fucking like manly ass dish, and like to get all the herbs and spices right. Yeah. Like you know, go to Texas and tell me I'm wrong. There you oh, go. For sure. Texas strong, baby. So with that said, everybody, goodbye. Good night. In 2011, he suffered a severe stroke that has made walking and talking a challenge. But his memory remains clear. Do you regret killing Jeff Doucette? No. No. Would you do it again? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. For those who don't know, my name is Jody Ploche. Now 41. Jody Plochet shares his story in hope that he will prevent abuse and encourage victims to come forward. When I was younger, for those who don't know, um, I was a victim of sexual abuse as a child by my karate instructor. I could take something that was really bad and turn it into something positive and let people know that this doesn't have to destroy your life. A life that for Jody included becoming a two-time all-district quarterback in high school, a bachelor's degree from LSU, and a Governor's Award in 2004 for survivor activism. You're welcome. I'm happy. I'm not scarred for life. I'm not ruined. I'm not damaged goods. I'm not, you don't have to act strange around me because you find out what happened. I am who I am. It's like that, man. It's like this. Then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode.